Hello, friends. Welcome back to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, and it's great to have you with me again. So glad we're spending this time together in our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming those everyday challenges we face in life. This is episode number 102. So excited about that. Been geeking out on that for the last couple of podcasts crossing over that century mark. I'm so thankful for my faithful listeners. And if you're a new listener, welcome to our podcast together today. Hey, if you want to know more about me, want to know how to contact me, or you would like a copy of today's handwritten show notes, or check out many of the other resources that I have put together, visit LanceBain.com and you can find lots of wonderful material there. Hey, today I want to talk to you about a podcast I call Two Motivations. Two Motivations. You know, leaders need to be relatable without being familiar. You need to be relatable without being familiar. Familiarity, uh, by that I mean you lose your leadership edge. You become just a buddy and your voice starts to lose its significant influence on the organization, on the individual. The team that you're leading, the small group ministry that you're facilitating, the church that you're a part of, the sales team, the company that you're leading, whatever. Leaders need to be relatable without being familiar, and leaders need to be professional without being arrogant or condescending, disconnected, distant, absent. And so there's a relatability that we need to have as leaders, and there's also a professionalism that we want to carry as leaders. And this is the tension of the two motivations. So I lead a church. uh, I'm a person of faith. That's my primary expression of leadership is in a not-for-profit, faith-based community. And our church is very diverse ethnically. It's uh, international in many ways, number of countries represented in our church. So not only do we have ethnic cultural distinctions, uh, economic distinctions, uh, family dynamic distinctions, but you have cross-cultural distinctions, not just black-white in an American context, but black-white Africa to America context, or brown-white Uh, cultural difference from Colombia to America. So it's a beautiful, beautiful family. And when you're leading a community like that, there's a certain tension that you feel, and it's a tension that I have been having, I think, some some success at managing and learning. And I want to share those two motivations with you today. So in my growth as managing this tension, uh, it was a a number of months ago I was in a time of prayer because, uh, and and reflection because, (laughs) quite honestly, I was feeling very insecure about growing in my executive level leadership, and I was unsure how do I grow in my relatability without becoming too familiar, and how do I grow in my professionalism without becoming too distant, arrogant, uh, or condescending, if you will. And as I was praying and thinking about that, this phrase came to my mind. Love like a father, speak like a colleague. Love like a father and speak 
like a colleague. This phrase, love like a parent, if you will, I'm sure there's some ladies listening to the podcast, love like a parent, speak like a colleague, captures the tension of relational equity, relatability, with significant responsibility or professionalism. And this is a tension that many leaders face because to love like a parent uh, offers tremendous value for your team. You're taking a personal interest in their personal growth, their personal success, their professional success. You want to add value to their lives. And love, a genuine love, is such a powerful, powerful way to add value to their lives. Is there a better motivation, a more pure motivation than love? At the same time, you're not family there at work or in your gateway group in the sense that you're not living together, you're not sharing bills and shared household responsibilities. You, This is a professional organization with an HR department or policies or systems or when, when it's over, people are going back to their homes. And this is the tension that many, many leaders feel. I want to be relatable without becoming too familiar. I also want to be professional without becoming too distant, condescending, or arrogant. So I want to love like a parent and I want to speak like a colleague, managing the tension of relational equity, personal relatability with significant responsibility or professionalism. And so how do we manage this tension and learn to lead at a higher level? Lance, how do we do that? I'm intrigued by these two motivations. Love like a parent or love like a father was what was spoken to me and speak like a colleague. These are the two motivations. Well, let me talk about love like a father or love like a mother, love like a parent first. And I want to identify for you three aspects of what I mean by that phrase. That if you were to consider these aspects, they would more help you love like a father or love like a parent. And that will be very powerful. I I almost guarantee you, friends, I give you your money back on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I almost guarantee you that when you can love this way and you there are healthy boundaries and, and I'm not talking about all those boundaries, respecting uh, those guidelines, those policies, the 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 cultural norms and the limits uh, that are healthy in in this idea of loving like a parent. And so all of that is in place. So we're not talking about crossing any unhealthy boundaries, inappropriate behavior, inappropriate comments, none of that, none of that. This is this is on the up and up. Uh, how do you love like a, a father or love like a parent in a way that really creates within your gateway group, your church, your team, whatever it is you're leading, how do you create this sense of safety, this sense of protection, this sense of empowerment while maintaining professionalism? Okay, so to love like a father, uh, three aspects that I, I wrote down when I thought about this is number one, practice transparency. Practice transparency. When you can practice transparency, it makes you very relatable as a leader. People sometimes will associate leadership with um, 
a, a high proficiency and deficiency at life skills and leadership skills and, and managing trouble and managing chaos. And they never seem to be down. And they never seem to mess up. And they always seem to be doing really well. When you can practice appropriate trans- transparency, you're letting people know that you are very relatable. You're letting people know that you struggle. You're letting people know about your successes. And people can relate to that. And when they relate to it, they connect to it. And when they connect to it, your heart and their heart is in a closer proximity. And so when you love like a a parent, love like a father, you're practicing transparency. Now, as a parent, I've got three children, 27, 26, and 14. There's a certain transparency that I practice with my children to say, I remember this. Now, yeah, there's the old stereotypes, you know, that uh, my dad is so old, walked uphill both ways to school. But I can promise you that your kids, those that you lead, listen to those stories, even if in some ways they're multi-generational in those stories, people listen. And they want you to practice transparency. I'm currently mentoring a mid to high 20-year-old, single, talented, gifted young man. And the more I can practice transparency, the more trust it builds in the relationship. The second aspect of love like a father is to build up identity. You want to constantly speak to the God-given, healthy, empowered identity of those around you. Now, I speak about this very with a very fresh taste in my mouth because just today I needed to share a a challenging word with my church family a bit of a warning if you will the metaphor and motif we used was a lighthouse that a lighthouse a lighthouse both warns danger rocks coral reef shallow waters this is a dangerous area but a lighthouse also welcomes into the harbor it can be used as a navigational device And as a lighthouse, I was both saying to my church, warning, this is something I see that is potentially dangerous, but I'm also saying, but here I am as a lighthouse welcoming you into the harbor of the family of God where we can experience powerful and loving relationships. In doing so, I wanted to build up their identity, not speak down to their identity. I wanted to use words that build them up, not use words that just oppress them and push them down. And so when you speak to identity, you really are speaking to the core essence of who they are. And the third aspect that's very connected to building up identity is you affirm possibility. You really encourage people to dream. As a father, I have learned that my transparency creates a relatability, a connection with my kids, that they understand that I get some of the struggles and confusing moments that natural child-rearing adolescence young adulthood brings. The more I speak to my children's identity through the nicknames I give them, my oldest son is called the man of God, my middle child is my daughter, she's referred to as the princess, and my youngest son, 14, is referred to as the champ. And I constantly speak these nicknames to them because I don't want them to ever forget that this is how I see them, this is what I believe about them, and that their identity is connected to possibility. I want them to dream and imagine about what is possible. So in this tension, a love like a father, a mother, yet speak like a colleague, you can more readily practice that kind of paternal love in just these three simple aspects. 
practice transparency, build up identity, and affirm possibility. Okay, here's the other end of that tension, which is to speak like a colleague. This is about professionalism uh, without being disconnected, without being distant, without being condescending or arrogant. How do I speak like a colleague? Well, there are three aspects I jotted down that I think might be helpful for you today. Certainly are helpful, very helpful for me. The first aspect to speak like a colleague is to have a respectful tone. Now, oftentimes when I'm getting ready to stand up and share a encouraging message with my church family, maybe a challenging message, might be a visionary message, it might be a message that calls them to action of some kind, it might be a message that is meant to inform and inspire, whatever it is, I need to look out at that congregation, my church, and remember, these are people that have graduated college, some of them. These are people, some of them that have master's degrees or PhDs. These are people that are accomplishing great goals and adding value to their organizations. These are men and women who are raising families, doing the courageous hard work of protecting their marriages, raising children, caring for their elderly parents. That these are, these are human beings made in the image of God who have gifts and talents that they work hard, they study hard, they have enduring personalities, they have demonstrated perseverance and fortitude, they have hearts that are moved with compassion, they're smart, (laughs) they're educated, they value justice, they love deeply, they love fiercely, they enjoy a good laugh and a clean joke. You see, friends, when you start to imagine that this is who you're leading, that who's on your team is not a bunch of homeless, incompetent, ignorant people, that these are actually accomplished, talented, smart people, then you recognize I need to have a respectful tone whether my leadership is inspirational and visionary or my leadership is cautionary and challenging. You've got to have a respectful tone. So think about your audience. Think about your message. Think about what kind of tone do I want today? And then what kind of stories, motif, anecdotal evidence, what material can I put together, resources, trainings, podcasts, conversations, exercises that capture the kind of tone that you need that would reveal the kind of respect that you're wanting to give to those that you're leading. The second aspect of speaking like a colleague is to identify opportunities. Fundamentally, teams, leadership, are solving problems, leveraging opportunities. And you want to identify the opportunities. Again, I would speak from the fresh taste of my own own time today with my church, which was offering a very caution, warning, shepherding message about a situation that I experienced in our church But I wanted to do so by saying, yes, there is this warning, the lighthouse saying we are encroaching upon some rocks that can be destructive to us as a church family. And at the same time, the opportunity is come into the harbor of covenant fellowship and love, friendships that build each other up, 
friendships that treat out groups like uh, in groups, friendships that can celebrate our diversity, not ignore our diversity, and actually find a way to have our hearts melt together in love and encouragement. And when you can identify these opportunities, even in the midst of conflict and challenge, beloved, when that's speaking like a colleague because people experience that every day at work. They experience those kind of challenges that, hey, we're facing a lower sales goal. We're facing a difficulty in our cash flow. We're facing these health crises within our family. We have this situation going on in our small group. People know what it is to face difficult circumstances. They're looking for a leader that can, with a respectful tone, speak to them like a colleague, which means, but what also are the opportunities that we have? The third aspect of speaking like a colleague is to offer solutions, to offer solutions. So you want to speak with a respectful tone. You want to identify opportunities that you have, and you want to offer solutions. And a lot of times the solutions are a point of application. It's a call to action. It's a coaching conversation. It's a mentoring conversation. It's establishing a new value or a new policy or a new practice. I recognize that we have this problem, therefore we are going to implement this solution. Professional people are used to looking for solutions all day, every day. (laughs) Leaders solve problems and at the same time add value to other people so that we experience professional and personal prosperity and we experience personal and professional solutions. What an amazing organization. What an amazing small group or ministry to be a part of that does just that. So you want to offer solutions. This means then if you're going to love like a father or mother and you're going to speak like a colleague, you actually have to slow down and take some time to think about respect, to think about opportunities, and to think about solutions. What solutions can you offer? What opportunities can you identify What respectful tone do you need to capture? And in doing so, I think and believe that those three aspects will help you speak like a colleague. If you affirm possibility to one's personal life, their dreams, their opportunities, their possibilities, and you build up their identity by using language and vocabulary that is genuine and honest in building up others' identity, and appropriately practice transparency, you are a very relatable leader. And my friends, I believe that when you can love like a father or a mother and speak like a colleague, you have captured the two motivations that will really help you be successful as a leader. All right, I hope that's helpful for you today. Uh, this comes, like I said, fresh. I was doing this, uh, what, what time? Looking at the time, I was doing this about eight hours ago, five hours, not five hours ago, about seven hours ago, doing this very thing, speaking like a colleague and loving like a father. I hope this is helpful for you today, friends. Would love to hear for you if there's some ideas you have about how we can speak like a colleague and love like a father, mother, and manage that tension. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to hit me up on LanceBain.com. Hey, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope you have a productive week. I hope you have a week where you can pause and reflect on the great things that Jesus is doing in your life and celebrate those things with your family, with your friends, with those that you care about. 
Hey, everybody, have a great week. I look forward to talking to you next week on Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives, episode 103. Have a great week, everybody.